to Shady Grove Radio. This is episode number 45, a continuation of our Heart for the Harvest Missions Month at Shady Grove Wesleyan Church in Colfax. We heard from Pastor Denise Sunday, and now we're going to hear from her husband Stan and experiences in Costa Rica. And imagine being there on September the 11th, being in a third world country and all of the chaos that was happening in the United States. We'll have Stan and Denise tell us about that. Imagine preaching on Easter Sunday, as Stan did, when Spanish is not your first language, quite an experience, or getting a phone call to come to Cuba and bring a building team with him. We pick up the story and the conversation as Pastor Denise is telling us how God continued to call them. And so we just really began praying and we began talking about maybe going for a longer term of service than a week. And we heard about these short-term um, trips that could go beyond go a net. week. GoNet. GoNet yeah, volunteers. Right, yeah. And it was anywhere from six months to 18 months that you could go and serve. And so we, we really started exploring that and praying about it. Got in touch with the folks at headquarters, went to Indianapolis for missionary training in February, where we learned something important. We were hoping to go at the end of the school year at, in June of 2001, but we learned that it was going to take between six, no, six to 12 months or more to raise support to go because it, you have to have all that money raised before you can go on the mission field. And so uh, we were at a, a sponsor's house, I guess, there in Indianapolis, the fellow there that was, uh, or their family that was sheltering us while we were there. And they, and I, and I got up in the morning and I thought, and I was talking to him a little bit, the husband, and I said, you know, I said, wait a minute, this is not my problem. This is complete. I'm, I'm up all night think, thinking about how this is going to happen. And, and I said, this is not my problem. This is, this is God. This is God's problem to work out for us. And so was it 11 weeks, 11 weeks Later, all of our support had been raised. This was, you said, was that June of 2001? 2001? Well, September of 2001. Were you there then? We were. We were. We were in another country when 9-11 hit here in this country. What was that day like? It was unsettling. Chaotic. Chaotic. It was. Our Spanish was terrible, and there we're trying to look at the news uh, that was coming on, which was giving us all kinds of conflicting reports. And of course, we're trying to interpret it. We were actually in language school at that time, and we all went out to the terrace and we're looking at the um, the television screen, and we're seeing these pictures, and we're you know like we're watching a movie. Like, and this is not real. And this you're is not hearing really happening. You're hearing Spanish language. We're hearing Spanish language so we're not understanding it very well and you know we're hearing the White House is destroyed, the Capitol's destroyed just on and on and on were the reports we were getting. And we weren't afraid for us, but we were so concerned about our family and everybody back here. I don't want to be trivial but that blew over. You found out eventually what was going on. We right? did. You stayed there. We did. We stayed. We stayed uh, in Costa Rica, and uh, we were <clears throat> working with uh, with a, uh, one of our churches there with Pastor Julio and uh, his wife uh, Lorena and their family, and uh, it was in a place called Heredia. 
And we actually, uh, uh, they wanted us to teach a, a Sunday school class for adolescents. We remember, our Spanish was very rudimentary at that time. Are we going to teach? So we're, so we're asking them, well, do you have some materials? Or, you know, what, 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 what do you use for resources? And, and, you know, the answer we got was, oh, brother, you know, we get our, our word from God in the Bible. And so we had to come up with stuff to, to teach these kids. But we did uh, some, well, Denise did mostly both drama and mime and and other things, so we were able to do a lot of outreach and evangelism with the with the kids there in Costa Rica, and it was uh, it was a lot of uh, fun. But God really blessed that. Did too. you work with the kids the whole time you were there, or yes, that's part of what we did. The other other things that we did was we worked with teams that were coming down from the states uh, and that that were going to be working at various places, and we would help them. And we by that point our Spanish was a little bit better. So we could help do some translation and things like that. Did um, you see, tell me about the lives that got changed. Tell me a, a story or two. One outreach that I remember, we went to this very remote com- uh, community mm-hmm. called Copa Vega. I mean, it was somewhere about two hours down a dirt road <laughs> before you get there. And we set up um, a point to bring this drama that we had, that the, the students had learned, that we taught them. And... We could teach it to them because there wasn't a lot of language involved. There was drama. And so we could teach that to them. And then Pastor Julio brought the message, an evangelistic message. And we had people that were just flocking there afterwards to receive Christ after this mime drama that was called The Cage. And it was just about the freedom that Christ brought. And he brought the message that coincided. And afterwards, just a number of people just weeping and impacted by this drama and this message and, you know, praying to receive Christ. And that was just one of the events that we got to be a part of. And, of course, the Vacation Bible School, which always has an impact, not just on the kids, but also the adults that are there. When I got back from Panama on a trip when we were living in Costa Rica, I was telling Pastor Julio that I had to give a sermon while I was there in Panama. And he said, well, you know, we were thinking that one of you should do the sermon on Easter Sunday. We, we told him how important Easter Sunday was here in the U.S., right? Not as much there because of the Catholic background. How it should be important everywhere, but that's <laughs> beside the point. But Denise, who I'm still translating in my head what he said. Now, Denise is a little faster at that than I am. And she said, Stan will be happy to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so you spoke on Easter Sunday? I did. In Spanish. In Spanish. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, that was the most excruciating uh, experience, I think, of my life in many ways. (laughs) Following Christ and answering whatever call He gives you is never boring. Uh, uh, No, it's never boring. It's never boring. (laughs) Talking with Stan and Denise Sachs, Pastor Denise at Shady Grove, and Stan and Denise uh, with their kids have been in Shady Grove for a good many years, but Costa Rica is not the only place that you've been. Tell me some others. Well, we, uh, in 2009, uh, we uh, we went to uh, we went to Ecuador on a sort of an exploratory trip to see if we could could plug in there, and we did. And we took two other trips back there to help build a ministry center high in the Andes Mountains in uh, a, a in structure, Ecuador. a building, an actual building. Yeah, an actual building. They were meeting in a big blue tent on a concrete slab, and uh, they had a church uh, group of probably. Uh, uh, maybe about 70 
uh, folks. Uh, most of them were uh, 25 and younger. They were young. It was a young congregation, wow. a, lot of, a lot of youth. And so uh, we were able to plug in there. We helped to get that, that building constructed. Um, it's interesting, uh, Steve uh, Gray uh, and I had talked for years about the possibly going to Cuba sometime. And the doors were always always closed to us. And so I got a phone call uh, in January, I think it was, of 2012, from uh, <clears throat> Rick West, who was our, he was our boss in Costa Rica, and he's a missionary with Global Partners. He was till he retired. And he called and he said, hey, uh, I need a, a surveying instrument of some kind. And I said, okay. I said, what are you looking for? And he said, well, I need a transit to lay out a building with. And I said, okay. I said, well, let me see what I can find. So I found him one. And I sent it to him, and uh, he and he called me a, a couple of weeks later, and he said, uh, "Hey, uh, thanks a lot for sending that uh, instrument here." He says, "But well, what I really need is I need somebody to come down here to Cuba and lay out a building for us." And I was like, "Okay, okay, <laughs> all right." So I said, "Let me. I'll get back to you." as soon as I can. So at Sunday school, I saw Steve and I said, uh, I said, Steve, they're needing some folks to go to Cuba to help lay out a building down there. He said, when do we leave? And so uh, we went, uh, Steve and Tony Parsons and I went with Rick in August of 2012 uh, to a youth, uh, Tony spoke at their youth, their national youth conference in Cuba. And we're uh, kids uh, rode in the back of a truck for six or eight hours to get to this uh, to this youth conference, a three day conference. We were there. We helped. Uh, we did a, a rough layout on the on the building. Uh, there was a a service the last night we were there. They uh, they uh, prayed over the ground, and I remember thinking at the time, God, it's going to take a miracle to raise an actual building here because of the difficulty with supply chain and who controls the materials. It's a communist how, country. It's a communist country. And so how do you, how does that even work? Even if you have the money, you can't necessarily buy it. And they certainly didn't have the money. So we, we, uh, we did a rough uh, layout of the building. Uh, we left with the idea we were going to go back uh, in the uh, January of 20, I guess, 2013. So we did. We we went back. We sent teams. We worked with the El Camino Church down in uh, High Point uh, there. And uh, we sent three teams back to back to back, got the foundations in. And we kept going back until uh, 2016 when the project was was completed. So the, the tell me the historic part of that that you right. so told me earlier. Right. So what we found is that uh, this was the first... Uh, the first new church that was permitted to be constructed since uh, Fidel Castro took over in 1959. Um, and what was, I guess, interesting is they got their permit, or they got approved to get a permit to build, and it took eight years to actually receive it once they were approved to actually get the permit. Wow. And it's so, not business as usual down there, is uh, it? No, it's it's not. But it seems like it's God as usual. You know, I, God moved there in the hearts of lots and lots of people, and and um, 
the door was open. It's not open now, but it was open for a time. And I think that uh, that country won't ever be the same for the for what God has done there. I remember all the trips and the names of the people who went. My youngest son, Elijah, right. went. Right. And when he said he was going, I didn't say this to him, but I'm thinking, why? You know, why? Why would? Why are you going to Cuba? Um, it was, but it was the people he was around. It was you. It was Tony Parsons. It was some of the others that went on this trip. And uh, I think it was life-changing for him. He came back, it's funny, he came back with three things. He came back with coffee, cigars, and some unbelievable stories. And I think he, he he's often referred back to that time in Cuba over the years when he and I would talk. It, it's like, confirm or deny this, it's like when you, you think you're going there to help them, but, oh, Dan. But it's, it, you, you have it completely backwards, maybe. You, that's the thing that I think that is the biggest impact. This is why we're so passionate about getting people to go on a short-term mission trip, to let them see how big God is and to let them see how, uh, how their perspective can change. And they do. We do. We think we're going to go and be a blessing to people. And we are. Don't get me wrong. I think that we've been a blessing to people people on the trips that we've been on but i think that we're we receive at least double portion of blessing uh back from them absolutely what's the status now on the mission trips because it seems like things are shut down well things are shut down we've actually had uh we were planning on going to um cuba again and that got you know that got canceled then we had we were going to do a backup trip to go to Haiti, and then basically that was a no travel to Haiti. There was so much unrest there. Uh, then we were planning to go to Guyana, and uh, Guyana was canceled because of the whole COVID situation. And so, unfortunately, now that's really where we are. We're kind of on hold, um, but I still feel like locally there are things that we can be doing, and we have been doing. We've been partnering with a few other churches that. Um, are doing some outreach and so maybe those overseas trips will be on hold for a little bit but not forever that's all for shady grove radio tonight episode number 45 thank you for joining us and join us again next week joining us today on Shady Grove Radio. I'm Dan Loggins, and if you have any questions about anything you heard on Shady Grove Radio today, send me an email, dan at shadygroveradio.com. dan at shadygroveradio.com.